0: and welcome everybody to fan stream sports powered by dsp media this is the fighting irish daily blitz and i'm your host rob Thidoff, also known as rpt you can find me on twitter at p Thidoff. so for episode 51 today we're going to be talking men's basketball this week it was a hat trick people we lost two games and our coach is going to resign at the end of the season to do whatever he hasn't uh, determined what that's going to be so Let's get to Tuesday night first. So we play Florida State at South Bend. We lost to Florida State earlier this month. They're one of the worst teams in the ACC. That doesn't matter because they're very athletic, and we always struggle with those teams. Even when we're a good team, I've said that before, we struggle with uh, highly athletic teams. Florida State led by as much as 21 points in the second half. We make a run at the end, just not enough. 84-71, to we lose. We shot 38% from the field, 9 of 32 from the three-point range. We were led by Marcus Hammond for 19 points. I do have a confession to make for this game, though. This was the green-out game where they wore the green jerseys. I love those jerseys. I still have an old Bonzi Colson green jersey. And I wanted to see that. And it was the first game that students were back since uh, being off for winter break. And I was ready to watch that game at 7 o'clock. Did my walk for the night eight, uh, watch the end of jeopardy and wheel of fortune in my, as I get old age, that's, I love those shows. And I, all of a sudden I just remember, Oh, the new night courts on the rebooting that series, the great series from the eighties and early nineties. I start watching night court during a commercial. I'm like, well, I'm just going to go over to ESPN. I think it was ESPN or ESPN two, and see who's playing. And I see that Notre Dame is playing tonight. They, they weren't down by 21 points yet, but it was getting to that point. And I was like, well, I might as well just finish the game. And then I'm taping night court anyway. I'll, I'll, I can watch night court um, later. But I didn't do that because this team is so hard to watch. My interest is becoming so less and less each week. I mean, I'll, I'll continue to watch them, but it's hard to watch them. So what do I do? I end up and actually, uh, well, no, I, I go back to watching night court. We have another commercial and then I would, well, let's see where we're at during the game. Notre Dame's making that run. They cut it to six points and you think and night court only has about seven minutes left. The game's about two minutes. So, you know, you would think I would just finish the game. No, I go back to night court because night court was more interesting than Notre Dame right now. And pretty much probably for the rest of the season. So, but night court's a pretty decent, uh, reboot. It's not as good as the, uh, Old show, I mean, that's understandable, but it's got some potential, but I think it's all to, going to uh, boil down to John Larroquette. I think he's going to really make that show either go or not go. So anyway, so we lose Tuesday night to Florida State. And then Thursday, Coach Bray said he's going to call it quits at the end of the year. And I'm all for that. You, you've heard that in my other podcasts. So today, Saturday, we play Boston College. And pretty much the same thing. They kind of jump on us early. We make a run. They come in one of the worst teams in the ACC too. However, they beat us earlier this month uh, in Boston. They come in at eight and eleven, and uh, we lose eighty-four to seventy-two. We actually led by one point with about eleven minutes to go, and only trailed by five with two minutes. But we just couldn't. We couldn't seal the deal. Uh, Nate Lashesky had a really nice game though. Twenty-nine points, seven boards, seven. Uh, three pointers. Uh, we fall to nine and 11 and one and eight in the ACC. It is just, it's that bad. I can't, I can't sugarcoat this anymore. Uh, and I hate to say this too. If we can find a way to lose during these games, I think we can. It's getting to that point right now. I don't see us winning. Maybe. Well, the thing the worst team. They're zero and eight in the ACC, but they're athletic and it, so it doesn't matter. And, uh, if we don't win another game for the rest of the season, I will not be surprised. Uh, I do want to. Uh, my friend uh, Greg Schaefer from East of the Bend produ- East of the Bend Productions, he sent me this over Friday, so I got to give credit uh, for Greg for this about potential Notre Dame coach once Mike Bray you know calls it quits and that search starts, whether that's starting now or after the end of the season. And uh, I wanted to, uh, and this is maybe. As we go forward with these podcasts, and I don't want to sound negative right now, but it may get to this point where I just say the final score, give the high point total you know, player you know, no more than 30 seconds, and then we talk about potential new coaches at Notre Dame. And then also, since we're not going to be going to the tournament, some of my favorite teams, maybe I'll discuss that. So I'm just going to forewarn you now, you may just be getting a quick sort of a recap of the game. And then we're going to talk about something else about men's basketball, or maybe we talk about night court because that's my Tuesdays now uh, if Notre Dame's playing. So shout out to Greg Schaefer, East of the Bend Productions for giving me this uh, potential candidates for the men's basketball at Notre Dame after coach Bray retires or resigns, whatever you want to call it. So, on the list, Chris Holtman, current coach at Ohio State. I know a lot of my Ohio State friends, they're pretty much fed up with him, rightfully so. He's a decent coach, but they've never uh, got past the second round of the tournament. Uh, Never made it to the Sweet 16. I don't know if he even made the Sweet 16 when he was at Butler. And I know Ohio State won today, but let's see if they can keep that momentum going. They had lost five straight prior to today. I don't want Chris Holtman. Just for that fact, he's never got out of the second week of the season. That was coach Bray for so long until 2015 and 2016. When we made those elite eights, that's the reason I don't want him either. He's a decent recruiter though. Chris Quinn, Miami heat assistant, former Notre Dame player from 2002 to 2006. I think he wants more or less to be an NBA coach. That's his goal. And I don't want anyone to, he coat, he was a player under Mike Bray. I don't want any sort of Mike Bray connection right now. I told you this before, I want to totally start from scratch from this team, so uh, or from the from the Bray regime. We, we need that big time because this program has hit a, a wall. I think I'm pronouncing this name right. Micah Shrewsbury, Penn State head coach. I'd be up looking for that because it's just someone different, and he's doing a decent job at Penn State right now. Dusty May, Florida Atlantic, same thing. I know Florida Atlantic's not a big program. He's doing a decent job. He was actually a student manager under Bobby Knight. Um, and say what you want about Bobby Knight. I know he's, the more I read about him, he, he was pretty much, you know, an asshole, but he knew his basketball, and I know a lot of his uh, descendants know the game as well, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Greg McDermott, Creighton head coach, he's another one. He was supposed to be Ohio State's coach before, uh, I think he turned it down, and that's when they hired Chris Holtman back in 2017, I believe. Decent coach, but I've never seen Creighton get past the second week of the tournament or into the Sweet 16, so pass on Greg McDermott. Martin Inglesby at Delaware, he's doing a good job, but player under Mike Bray, assistant under Mike Bray, I can't say it enough. I do not want anyone affiliated with Mike Bray. I, I like Mike Bray Bray as a coach, but we need to start from scratch. And then also, it wasn't on the list here, but Sean Sweeney, he's, a, um, he's actually a season ticket holder at Notre Dame. Uh, he goes to all the games until the actual – he's an assistant coach for the Dallas Mavericks. He goes to every football game. Um, until the season starts for the Mavericks. He's good friends with Marcus Freeman, up and coming NBA guy. Uh, I, I'm open to that possibility right now, but I just don't want, we always see this, what they call the shiny new toy, you know, this young, energetic energetic person. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it's okay to have some gray hair with your coaches. Maybe everybody's like, well, Thad Mod is too old. 55 to me is not old. He's got some gray hair but he's he's done his due, more or less. He's a great, great recruiter. He had that perfect mix at Ohio State that I've said before. McDonald's All-Americans and then role players. And until those last couple years when his health was affecting his coaching, he ran a clean program. And Ohio State was always in the hunt for a Big Ten title, always in the hunt for a Final Four berth and a national title contender. So don't discount these older guys if you want to call them older at, you know, Mid forties to early fifties, they still have a a ton of time uh, to coach. I think uh, Coach K was what seventy last year. So, and I don't think the next coach is even going to be here for twenty three years. So let's put that in perspective too. This next coach, if we get ten years out of him, to me that's pretty good. So here's my wish list uh, too. Like Jay Wright, he retired from Villanova last year. Um, he's sixty one years old, so that is getting up there somewhat, but I'll take Jay Wright for four to five years. Uh, I highly doubt he comes back into coaching, but make that phone call. So who else? And again, I wanted to say this one thing too. I misspoke on my last podcast. Buzz Williams, he was one of my candidates when I had that podcast in the summer from Texas A&M. I said Texas A&M wasn't having that great of a season. They're not ranked, but today they did lose to Kentucky 76-67. to But that was their first loss in the SEC. They were five and zero. Now they're five and one, and they're thirteen and six. I know it will be tough to get him away from A and M, the JR. Ewing money, but I would still like to see uh, Buzz Williams too. So, with all these podcasts that I'm doing for the men's team, we're gonna—I'm not going to say every podcast, but the rumors that I hear, I'm going to mention them, and uh, we'll see what happens there. So, what else here? So what have we learned from this podcast tonight? Um, If, oh, I'm sorry, the next game for Notre Dame is this Tuesday on the ACC Network against NC State, who's 15-5. and NC State's colors is red and white. And I remember their court, it's always, you can just see a sea of red. I think this is going to be a bloodbath, and it's not going to be in our favor, so that red's going to be, very poetic for, uh, it's not going to be a pretty game, but maybe they'll surprise me. However, it's Tuesday. What what did I say before? The new night court's on at Tuesday, on at eight o'clock. So this coincides with Notre Dame because they start at seven. So I'll probably watch the game from seven to eight, but then I'm fully focused from eight to 8.30, unless they do another double, because that was the thing too. They did a double episode on night court this past Tuesday. So if it's a double episode, I'm just going to keep watching Night Court, and I can get back to the Notre Dame men's basketball program. I know that sounds harsh, but I'd rather watch Night Court on Tuesdays right now than this team, uh, because it's just not getting any better. and I think the only positive we can see right now is the future as to who the next head coach is going to be and where we go from there. And here's my last point. We're losing what five graduate or you know, are so experienced graduate players that were supposed to make us a decent team this year they're gone this year jj starling even if he comes back next year and not heads to the nba who's to say that he's going to stay at notre dame if he wants to play one more year i can see him entering the transfer portal to play for a a decent team that's uh there's more known about that team because you're going to have a brand new coaching staff hopefully where there's no carryover from mike bray and what i'm trying to say is. what's on a team? Probably 12. We may have 12 new players next year on the team because of the graduates. Some are just going to leave because it's a new coach and for whatever other reasons where they just don't want to be there anymore. So that would be very, it's going to be very interesting to see what the makeup of the team is next year. I remember last year, Texas Tech, their entire team was transfer portal people. And that may be us next year just to have a team. Uh, and then also too, we'll have, there's, if the recruits stay, there's three decent recruits coming in. Um, one local kids from South bend. So you take those three and you maybe have eight transfer to nine transfer portal guys, portal guys. I, I said that wrong there. And, uh, so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, uh, kind of, uh, intriguing to see. I know everybody always says interesting to see. I think that word's used way too much. I'm going to change that up. I want to say intriguing to see. So uh, we'll see what happens there. So thank you so much. What we learned from this is uh, if it's Tuesday night and Notre Dame's playing, I'm probably going to watch night court first and then we'll go back to the men's team. So thank you so much for joining me. And as always, go Irish.